Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Max Rex. Throughout February, Partners for Access is running a campaign, the 6P campaign, to mark the annual Rare Disease Day on February 28th. This week, we are discussing the pharmaceutical perspective on partnerships in the rare disease space. Producer Aparna Krishnan this week spoke to our guest podcast speaker, Jan Willem Schmitz, the general manager for Nordics and Baltics with Sanofi Genzyme. The views and opinions expressed here by Jan Willem Schmitz are his own and do not necessarily represent those of Sanofi Genzyme. Here is a partner. From a company's perspective, why do you think it's necessary to establish partnerships to serve the rare disease community? I think it's important to establish partnerships in the rare disease community because, uh, as the board already says, it's, it's a very rare situation you're in. So there are few patients, there are few uh, treaters. The knowledge that you want to gain on rare diseases and, and to, to actually come with solutions for patients that are, that are actually uh, suffering from rare diseases, uh, it's very difficult to find that uh, all by yourself. You need to have the, uh, the partnership with, with patients themselves, with treaters, with the treating community, um, and also with uh, uh, research centers to be able together to come up with a, a, yeah, a better understanding and, and good scientific outcomes. So that for me is, uh, is actually the main reason why it's so important to have partnerships in, uh, in the rare disease community or with the rare disease community. Okay, um, I remember you mentioned that you were part of this first wave of orphan drugs that were commercially available uh, in Europe. So could you give us an idea of what are the areas that could be the most successful and enduring partnerships in the rare disease space? Yeah, I think uh, so. You're, you're right. You have to go back uh, 30 years, I think, uh, almost, when uh, maybe even longer, uh, late 80s, when Genzyme, so which was the company that was later acquired by Sanofi, uh, came with the first drug uh, in Gaucher's disease. And um, what is very important bringing uh, these products to the market is uh, you need to have a good understanding of what the needs are from the patients. So what exactly is, is important uh, for patients, of course, that's uh, depending on the kind of disease, it's, it's either uh, survival uh, or a good quality of life or no deterioration of the, the, the medical condition. If you're able to uh, to bring that uh, with with your product, uh, I think you've uh, done the first step. So I think uh, where we, um, uh, as, a, as a from a company perspective, where it's important to to have partnerships and with whom it's actually with most stakeholders in this in this area. Given the fact that there are so few people that actually either do research in, in a certain disease or so few people that actually have the knowledge to treat it. It's really important to find the, those specific centers or those specific treaters to, uh, to actually together uh, come up with a better understanding of, uh, of the disease and, and what can be done and what needs to be done to, um, to take this treatment of such a disease to a next level. Um, another important group, of course, actually the most important group, uh, is always the patient uh, because in the end that's why you, you bring something to the market to, uh, to serve a group of patients that need it. 
um, you, it's really important to evolve them at an early stage. And I think many of the, the rare diseases are normally getting to, um, to a, um, a next level because patients or their relatives push and, and really go beyond what is expected to, um, to help find uh, treatments. Uh, they're willing to, to participate in many things to improve the, um, the situation of uh, um, patients with, um, with a specific disease. Um, and they are instrumental also in, in research and treatment because given the fact that you have small groups of patients, these groups are, are really need to be vocal and need to be willing to, to give their feedback uh, so that you, again, can improve whatever it is that you're either developing or bringing to the market. So partnerships, in a short nutshell, are crucial. Yeah, so you, you mentioned that patient involvement has been throughout, so for example, by initiating research, giving the the disease area a much-needed voice, a human voice in front of regulators and others. Would you see pharma committed to using this relationship that it has developed with patients far beyond the clinical trial stage? Well, I think it's a joint benefit. So I, I think for patients it's really important to to get access to uh, available treatments or to uh, to benefit from uh, development in, in the treatment of rare diseases. But they play a role in this themselves as well. Focal patient advocates are crucial in getting treatment to patients faster or at all. And I, I know of a few examples where and the fact that patients uh, were able to be heard, gave their testimonies, gave their inputs uh, either to government officials or to payers, changed the outcome. Um, they were able to, to explain the benefits for patients suffering from a certain disease um, so that uh, treatments were made available either faster or at all. Another area is um, partnership between companies. So uh, there's always a lot of commercial sensitive information between them. Uh, what do you think is a, a partnership that could be enduring among uh, pharmaceutical companies? Do you see something like shared clinical data mining potentially coming up um, or uh, something that could be beyond the, uh, the sharing of data, but, but more of a, a collective front a, in front of key stakeholders? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, the first one, I'm, I'm a little bit more doubtful that, that I think it could work uh, if you're able to get um, people to share their data um, or to, to, to bring it to a central point. Uh, and, um, but the question is, I mean, I can see that at a, at a very early stage of development uh, to work. Uh, once companies are in a, in a further stage of development, it may become a bit tricky. Um, they probably get a little bit scared um, or anxious of, of uh, sharing data that could give competitive insights. Uh, so there, I, I think it's a little bit of, um, of a tough sell. Mm. Um, but where I definitely see uh, partnerships or alliances between companies in rare disease treatments is, for instance, as you just mentioned, uh, to, to form a collective front. And um, I'm thinking, for instance, on making sure that 
rare disease, treatment of rare diseases, uh, availability of products is getting on political agendas and um, making sure that we speed up by pushing together, uh, we speed up the process of either reimbursement or approval uh, of products and making sure that patients are getting quicker access to treatment. Um, so this is where I think if you collectively go and together with other stakeholders, you are able to move things faster. Um, and there I definitely see uh, the benefit of partnerships. Jan Willem Schmidt, thank you for participating in this podcast and giving us your insights on the pharmaceutical industry's approach to uh, rare diseases. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Apana. And that's it for this week. Next week, tune in to listen to André Ries, Director of Healthcare Systems and Medical Products at the European Commission, who will give us the policymaker's perspective. For more news and analysis, please go to our website at www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast now at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and please do share your thoughts in the comments section. Thanks for listening. See you next week.